Hey, everybody. Welcome to another extraordinary talk show on this happy Monday. <clears throat> Today is February 3rd. Can you believe that it's already February of this year, 2020? I feel like January was both really long and really short at the same time. But we're here today to talk about time and not just time, but specific moments and these moments that come across us and we can never predict when they're going to come. But we have these moments, these opportunities, and, and so much of the time we miss it when it's there. But we have opportunities with our words, with our smallest actions to change other people's lives. And that sounds big, but hang on, because it's not as hard as you might think. The trick to it really is just following your intuition. But why does this matter? Where does this begin? I think that you've all probably heard this story because I've heard this story for years. It's been on Facebook. I've gotten it into email groups. And it's a story about a, a boy who was really frustrated. He was really depressed. He was really unhappy. And he was in high school and he decided that he was going to just end it, that he was that there was nothing left worth living for, nobody cared about him, and he was going to go home and take his own life. But he also didn't want his mom to have to clean up his locker. So he carried all of his books, everything that was in his locker, he cleaned out and carried it home from school that day so that his mom wouldn't have to clean up his locker after him. And as he was walking home, another boy that he knew from school saw him, and saw him carrying this large stack of books and offered to help carry some of those books for him. And the first kid was kind of surprised. What the heck is this kid trying to be helpful? Why is he trying to be supportive when nobody else has been? But hey, the stack of books was heavy and it's hard to turn down somebody who actually cares. So he let the other kid carry half the books. And on the way home, they just chit-chatted a little bit. And I doubt that he ever told that kid what he was feeling that day. But by the time he got home, he realized somebody else cared, that somebody else was literally willing to help carry his burden. And the idea that there was somebody in the world that cared enough to offer to help, even just to carry a book. I mean, that, that kid that offered to help didn't know what burden he was actually relieving when he did that. But he effectively, with, without ever knowing it, saved that other young man's life simply because he gave him hope. And if you think back in your life, I bet you can probably come up with at least one time that you were struggling and someone else said something or did something that made a massive impact for you. And maybe that other person never even knew what a big difference they made and <clears throat> how much it actually mattered for you. I was speaking with a girl that I work with a couple weeks ago, and, and she was talking about being in elementary school or middle school. Guys, do you understand that our national suicide rate has skyrocketed and ballooned over the last 15, 20 years? The rise of social media has made the rise of comparison and the rise of judgment painful, even in some cases deadly, beyond painful. But so this girl, she was about 14, 15 years old, and she was struggling, man. She was having a rough day at school, and, and this rough day at school was part of a rough week that was part of a rough month. 
and she was just really, really feeling it and struggling and, and didn't feel loved and accepted or appreciated and felt completely alone and isolated. And guys, maybe I, I think <clears throat> if you're listening, you have to be able to call up a time in your memory when you felt that way, because if you're human, you felt that way at some point. And so with that, I want to remind you that you're not the only person who's ever felt that way, that pretty much every other person on this planet has felt that way at one time or another. You are not alone. But this girl was feeling that way that day. And she was walking down the hall feeling frustrated, feeling scared, feeling sad, and really considering going home and finding her dad's gun because it was that bad. And as she walked down the hall, a girl that she knew, didn't know her well, walked by and said, hey, your hair looks so cute today. And it caught this girl off guard. The last thing that she was expecting in that moment was a compliment. In fact, she felt pretty invisible to the rest of the world. And so to have this one girl, first of all, see her, Second of all, acknowledge her and compliment her. It, it wasn't about that her hair was cute that day. For my friend that I work with, it was about being seen. It was about being acknowledged. It wasn't about what outfit she had on or how she'd done her messy bun. It was that somebody else saw her and acknowledged her. I have a story from when I was in eighth grade about the same time, and that was a long time ago. But I, you know, like I said, we've all struggled. And we know that we talk about bullying a lot. And there's argument back and forth on, well, maybe kids just need to toughen up and handle it because we've all dealt with it. And I'm not saying that bullying is okay. Don't think that. But what I am saying is that if you never were bullied, you were probably the bully. But also the reason that bullies bully is because they've been bullied too. But I was bullied in eighth grade. It wasn't severe. It wasn't harsh. But we also don't have social media back then. It might have been a very, very different story for me if I was. And there was a kid in my shop class who used to say really mean things. And I'd go to English class after. And so sometimes I'd get to English class pretty, pretty sad, pretty down. And I didn't want to be a tattletale. I didn't want to, I didn't think that reporting him would actually make anything better So I kind of just let that go. But there was one day that I was sitting in my English class and we were supposed to be having reading time or something, which I normally loved because I would love any excuse to open a book in class instead of listen to a teacher. But whatever it was that we were supposed to be working on, I wasn't working on it. I was just kind of sitting and staring at my desk. And my English teacher, I don't remember her name. I've had other English teachers, Mrs. Hampton specifically, that really made a difference for me. I don't remember this teacher's name. But she came to me and she kind of crouched down next to my desk and she said Della she kind of whispered to me because the class was working I've kind of noticed that you haven't been so happy lately I've kind of noticed that you're down is there anything I can do to help and the crazy thing was I almost didn't realize how down I had been until she came to me and told me that she noticed it but when she noticed it Two things happened. First of all, I went, you're right, I am down. And in a way, acknowledging that gave me power over that. And then the second thing that happened 
was I felt acknowledged. I felt valued. Somebody else cared enough about me being down to come talk to me about it. And that right there, it it seems like it shouldn't be that easy. Because honestly, my teacher never even came back to me again to discuss it. It was the one time only, but that one time of her crouching next to my desk and acknowledging that she saw me and that she recognized I needed help. And in that moment, she was there to give it. And that was enough. That was enough to perk me up. That was enough for me to feel cared about. And it might not always be that easy. But it can be. And here's, here's a funny thing, and this is interesting, and, and maybe this might take a load off of your mind, I hope, if you have someone very close to you that is struggling with depression, that is struggling with crippling anxiety, that is maybe dealing with bullying or sadness or whatever it is that they're dealing with. One thing I want you to understand is, is people that are close to you don't respond the same way as people that you're not close to. Meaning that if you're feeling upset, someone who's close to you can come to you and say, are you okay? I care about you. Let me know if I can help. They can give you a hug. And that can be very beneficial, but it, it doesn't have the same kind of magic behind it that it does when it comes from someone that you're not expecting it from. Someone who has not previously told you that they love you. Someone that you don't live with. <clears throat> someone new. When it comes from someone new, it carries an extra weight, a different power. And I want to tell you that for one thing, because if you have someone in your life who's really struggling and you feel like everything that you're doing isn't helping, that's okay. Sorry for my cough, guys. I want you to understand that it's really difficult for us as humans to accept help from those closest to us. I know when I'm struggling, my husband will give me advice and give me suggestions. Maybe you should change this part of your nutrition. Maybe you should change this part of your sleep habit. Maybe you should remember to meditate every day. And I hear these things from him and I blow them off. But if I sit down with my doctor or a a good friend that I know and trust and they say the exact same things, I might listen to that more closely. I might follow those suggestions more readily. And it's not that I don't love my husband. It's not that I don't appreciate his input. But there's something about getting that information from someone outside of your circle that makes it more powerful. So if you're trying to help someone close to you, keep doing the things that you're doing, but don't feel bad if it feels like it's not as helpful as you want it to be. And then certainly don't feel bad if somebody else comes along and tells your loved one the exact same thing that you've been telling them for months and they actually listen to that person. Because first, you need to understand you've planted that seed and your loved one maybe wasn't ready to fertilize that seed yet until they heard it from someone else. But once they heard it from someone else, then they were able to fertilize that seed and let that idea grow. Don't take it personally if someone close to you has a hard time accepting help from you. It's normal. It's natural. We're humans. But what that means 
is it should hopefully give you some understanding and power in your relationships that are close to you. But what it also means is that when you step out of that circle, when you see someone who might need a word from you and they're outside of your circle, the word that you are going to say to them, whatever it is, is going to hold so much more power for them than if it came from someone close to them. And that might sound weird because you think, who am I to go up to this stranger and tell him I hope they have a nice day? Who am I to go up to this person and say, you look sad. I'm sorry. I felt that way too sometimes. Actually, who are you not to be? You are the perfect person to go up to a stranger. And you never, ever know when you are going to be the one that might save that life. You never, ever know when you're going to be the one to compliment someone's hair and potentially give them hope in other human beings. You never know when you might whisper in someone's ear, hey, you look sad. Is there anything I can do? And that is going to be the thing that they needed. So since you never know, how do you know when you need to step up and do that? And guys, if you've ever been on one end of that, if you've ever been on the receiving end of someone saying or doing the thing that you needed, please pay it forward. Please look for opportunities to do that for someone else too. And how do you know who needs it? How do you know if, if you're at the grocery store and there's hundreds of people there, who is it that needs that word from you? Well, here's the thing. You just got to trust because your higher self knows. Our higher selves are in contact and communication with the higher selves of others. Haven't you noticed that you'll think about someone and they call you? We've talked about this before. And you do that with people that you know and love, but you can also do that with people that you don't necessarily know. However, you're on a similar emotional vibration to them. Your energy structure is similar to them. Here's one way that you can absolutely know that you need to say something to someone. If you see someone's face, might be a perfect stranger, but you recognize the look on their face, and you recognize that look on their face because you've seen it in the mirror. You can see how their eyebrows are, are furrowed and how their brow is pinched and how their eyes are just a little bit narrowed and, and how their, their mouth is tight. And you say to yourself, I know that look because I've seen that look on my own face in the mirror. And when I had that look, I know what emotions I felt. And if that expression is any accurate expression of how this person is feeling, then I know how they feel because I felt that way too. What do I wish someone had said to me when I felt like that? And maybe you don't need to say anything. Maybe you smile at them. Maybe you put your hand on their shoulder and say, hey, I hope the rest of your day goes well. 
You don't have to broach the subject. You don't have to say, wow, you have the same look on your face that I had on my face when I was thinking about how awful life was. If that's what comes natural to you, then say that. How I would do it and how you would do it are different. But I'm not going to run into the same person that you're going to run into. The person that you run into is put in your path for a reason. The person that you run into and you hear the voice in your head that says, say something nice. Follow that prompt. When you hear that, that is your higher self who has communicated with their higher self and your higher selves went, hey, I know how you're feeling because I felt that exact same way. And then your higher self gives you the prompt. Say something. Give him a smile. I can't tell you what that prompt is going to be because you're going to get that from your higher self, not from me. What I'm asking you, what I'm begging you is to please follow it. You'll have an idea of what to say. The exact words will come when you open your mouth. And it, you'd be surprised what things it is. It might be complimenting their hair. It might be telling them that they remind you of your child. And if they remind you of your child, they must be awesome. So keep on being awesome. It can be a simple moment of praise. It can even be a question. Ask them if they know where the laundry detergent is. But in doing that, you're making eye contact with them. You're acknowledging them. And you're saying, I see you. And I need your help. Do you understand how powerful it is to be asked for help? Anyone who is in these moments of utter sadness and depression, one of the best things that they can do for themselves is anything. And if you ask them to help you in a way that's, that doesn't, isn't too difficult for them, because honestly, when you feel that way, it's hard to muster up much energy to accomplish things. But if it's a simple thing, something that they can do easily, that will boost them. Even reaching for something off a high shelf makes them feel helpful. One of the things that is done in nursing homes is giving the residents, the patients, something to do. Have them fold the laundry. Have them decorate the posters that are going to be going up in, in the walls, on the hallways, in the activity rooms. Give them things to do to help them feel helpful. One of the biggest complaints of nursing home residents is that they don't feel helpful. They don't feel useful. And that's close to me because I work in that population. If you can find a way, if you see someone that's struggling and you can find a way to make them be helpful, you will give them a gift. Now, here's the thing. When you have that moment, when you have that prompt, you hear the thought in your head, go talk to that person, go smile at that person, do something, interact with this person. It's going to bless both of you. When you hear those voices, why don't you do it? And I'm asking honestly, what are the reasons that would prevent you from going up to that person and saying something? The vast majority of us have some level of social anxiety. Very, very few people are completely comfortable going up to a stranger in a store and starting a conversation. And even those of us like myself that are, aren't always in that mood. 
don't always feel good enough, confident enough, whatever it is, to just go over and start that conversation. We have those moments of, but what if they reject me too? Now, first realize that this is a person probably who is desperately seeking some type of connection, something. A person who is desperately seeking connection will not reject you. A person who is desperately seeking connection will drink every word that you have to give them. So remember that, and maybe that'll make it just a little bit easier. But here's another tool. If you And you can use this for anything. This is a fantastic tool when you have that moment of anxiety when it's time to do something, whether it's speak to a stranger or anything else, <clears throat> even if it's just fears that you have that might be irrational. I want you to ask yourself, think of the fear that you're having. If I go up to this person and talk to them, are they going to call me an idiot? Are they going to call me ugly? Are they going to curse at me and walk away? Am I going to feel rejected? Is it possible that those things might happen? The answer to that is yes, everything is possible. Is it possible? Yeah, it could. Is it also possible that they might accept me when I go speak to them? Actually, yeah, that's possible too. Okay, now that we know the possibilities, let's talk about the probabilities. If I go up to, to that person who may or may not need my help, but I kind of feel a prompting like they, they might, and I say something, what is the probability that they're going to reject me? On a scale of one to 10, how many times have you seen one person completely blow up at a stranger for being nice to them? It happens, but it doesn't happen too often. The probability of that happening is very low probably like a two, maybe even a one. What's the probability that they might, at the very least, listen to what you have to say without being rude or obnoxious about it? Is there a probability of at least a five, maybe six or seven, that they will at least stand there and look at you for 10 seconds while you talk? There's a good probability of that. There really is. In fact, the probability is way higher that they're going to accept you than that they're going to reject you. So consider that. And when, if you go through that, that might make it just a little bit easier. One thing I want to remind you, when you speak to someone, keep it brief. Keep it short. People want to be acknowledged. They want to be seen. They want to be valued and cared for. They don't want to be lectured. So you're, when you do this, you're not trying to give someone advice on how to live their life. Don't go up to the next guy at Kroger and tell him that all the sugar in his cart is going to make him sick and if he really wants a better life, he should become vegan. That would not probably be helpful. Don't give advice when you're doing this other than simple things like what feels comfortable, what comes to you in the moment, follow those things. But in general, stay away from advice. Just lend support. Lend acknowledgement. Let them know that you care. And when people know that you care, that is often more than enough. Be the one who cares. You've been the one who needed caring. I know you have because I have. We all have. Don't be afraid 
to pay that forward. Don't be afraid to be the one who speaks up. Don't be afraid when you see that person and they have that expression on their face and you recognize that expression because you've seen it in the mirror. Recognize the possibilities and probabilities of approaching them. And then don't be afraid to say the things that come to you, to say the things that are in your heart. Keep it short, keep it brief. Unless it starts a longer conversation and you never know where it might go from there. What I'm encouraging you to do is listen to your intuition. Follow your guidance. Be a source of hope for someone else. At the very root of everything, the thing that I believe in more than anything is the power of love. I believe that the word of God is love. It's the only word that matters. I believe that the power of love spins the electrons that create form, that create solid objects for us to touch and hold. Love is not just an emotion. It is a force. It is a power. And if you accept that with the intention of wanting to share it, your life will change too. That's Della. I love you guys so much. Thank you for joining me this week on the Extraordinary Talk Show. We will be back next week with more life advice, guidance, and help for you to live your best life too.